Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. I am Jen, the host and creator of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. the coffee and concealer podcast i am here today with ali grandy not here i need to clarify we're not together we are over zoom <laughs> before somebody yells at me um, yeah. <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast ali how are you doing I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> uh, right. For anybody, I mean, nobody knows because the podcast episode never went up, but we tried to do this, what, like a couple weeks ago? Yeah. 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 And it, I don't know what happened. Out of all 23 episodes, now 24, just Allie's episode went haywire. So I'm not sure what happened to the recording. <laughs> it's probably just me, honestly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm so glad you sound way more clear this time than you did last time. So that's okay. perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Let's roll with uh, awesome. It. So why don't you kind of start off by telling everybody what you do? Uh, so I have been a hairstylist for 14 years. Um, I have only ever worked at one salon. It's Hairbenders and Airdrie. And it's just like the best thing. It's the best thing. Amazing. How long have you worked there? Uh, 14 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this June. Crazy. Do you think you'll be back to work by June to celebrate? No, I don't. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. I know. Everybody that's disappointing for so many people, but I don't think so. Oh my goodness. And if we are, it'll be at a very limited capacity, I think. But totally. Yeah. Go totally. It's uh it throws a loop through everyone's business, right? Yeah, totally. Awesome. So you've been doing hair basically for 14 years or just 14 years at Hairbenders? Uh, for 14 years. Amazing. Yeah, I, um, I started there as an assistant when I was 20. Okay. And then about six months after that, I got thrown into hair school. And then I've just been doing it ever since. Amazing. Good. So where did you go to hair school? I went to Del Mar College of Hair Design, which is in Calgary. Uh, mm-hmm. When I went, it was on 17th Ave. And uh, now it's down by Chinook Mall, I think. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Amazing. And so how do you like hairbenders? Obviously you're not going to trash talk them, but, but I know you love it. I do love it. It's, I, I don't know why anybody would ever go anywhere else to work. Yeah. Um, actually that's a lie. I do know why other people, why people would go somewhere else to work. Uh, but I think they're wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, the great thing about hairbenders is, um, okay. So the backstory is that <laughs> hairstylists tend to be a pretty transient group. Mm-hmm. As people, we we're kind of like I, I know stylists who have in the same amount of time that I've worked at Hairbenders, which is like a long time. It is, mm-hmm. uh, but they've worked at three, four, five different salons, and their clients keep having to follow them and and find them and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I think part of that is that sometimes the business is not well run, mm-hmm. so finding success within your own little business within that business is quite hard. For sure. um, the great thing about hairbenders is that it, the whole structure of it and the culture of it is set up to, so everybody succeeds no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all based around, you know, like goals and meeting those goals. And then as soon as you meet those goals, you have other goals. Like it's just, it, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of how to grow your business. Um, and it just makes it really easy and, and straightforward to just do the best you can do. 
Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, so are, do you like rent a chair from there or are you an employee of? I am an employee of. Okay. Luckily. Okay. <laughs> is that pretty common in the hair industry or is it typical chair rental? I think it depends on the area. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel like in the States, there's quite a bit more of like the, the chair rental deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that for the most part, um, salons in out like in Alberta and, and in Canada are typically more employee based. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, and so what would you say kind of makes hairbenders a place that you have stayed for that long? I know you say culture, but what else is, is kind of why you'd stay that long? Um, I like the owner. Mm, okay. I guess that's <laughs> pretty she's really great. Like she's really great. And she's owned it for almost 40 years. Oh my gosh. Um, so, I mean, she knows, she knows what the hell she's doing, which is great. Yeah. Um, and she knows kind of how we should be adapting and, and doing things and, and figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I just stay because why would I go anywhere else? Like we travel together, we go to each other's weddings, we mm. have date nights, we like now, obviously we don't have date nights, but we have Zoom date nights and we, you know, yeah. we just do the thing together. It's like having 30 other siblings Totally. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you really, especially over that length of time, create a family, right? Like you guys become a a true family. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Okay. So speaking of family, you are a mom. Um, How many kiddos do you have? I have one little two-year-old. Amazing. Boy or girl? Little girl. Her name is Nora. Amazing. And how is she handling quarantine? Oh, she, um, I think is just a little bit put off by like, she really loved her day home. Even though she only went twice a week, but she had little friends there and she really loves like the, the lady who runs it. Um, so I think she is kind of missing that. Mm-hmm. And typically we are pretty social people. Like we have people in and out all the times and, you know, our friends have kids and their kids come over. So I think she is just maybe getting a little bit sick of me. <laughs> I hear you. I'm sure my kids feel the exact same way. <laughs> right? I know. I think my cats are sick of me too. They're like, why are you still here? I know. Um, I joke with my husband that like our dogs are always in quarantine mode and they're like, dude, you're cramping my quarantine style. <laughs> totally. Totally. That's totally it. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, but otherwise, I think she's good. Um, she's pretty good at kind of entertaining herself for small periods of time, which is lovely. Yeah. Um, but obviously she's only two. So you kind of got to. Yeah. She still them. needs you. <laughs> yeah. Got to find some new things for her to do occasionally. No kidding. No kidding. Okay. So I have to ask. So are you on TikTok? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. So you haven't made that leap yet. So no, I, have as, not. As I don't know if stylist, I'm young enough for that. I don't know if I'm young enough for that. Um, okay. So I'm not either, <laughs> but I have to ask and bring this up because I signed up for TikTok a couple months ago and like, I have been, I mean, I go on it like once a day and I, I scour it for like probably an hour. It's terrible. But as a hairstylist, you probably would loathe it because it there's there's all these new trends of people just like, I know we had this conversation before, but people doing their own hair while in quarantine. And it's right. like these crazy colors, like they're like, should I do it? Should I do pink or blue or green? Um, I know that we talked about like getting your roots done and things like that and how you feel about that before. Um, so how do you feel about people doing their own hair, whether that's roots or like doing their own hair? <sighs> so I, I still kind of have the same stance I did last time, which is yeah. 
just wait for your stylist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, because they are going to need you when this all ends. Like we are mm-hmm. uh, like, regardless, we are going to be swamped and busy and, and, and we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, like, if you really need to color your hair during quarantine, like if that's the thing that's going to get you through your, your next week or your next day or your, the next five minutes, and it's just something you need to do, just do what you've got to do. We will stand behind you and we can fix a multitude of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but please take into consideration that, <laughs> that may, like you might have to wait six weeks for an appointment before I, can, I have time to book a six-hour color correction. Yeah. And if it's a six hour color correction, you are going to be paying for those six hours. Like it is going to be more expensive. Mm. So, I mean, do what you've got to do to get through because, you know, everybody is in survival mode and this is just our reality right now. Yeah. But also just keep in mind that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Exactly. So if you are platinum blonde and you decide you want to dye your hair green, don't expect that you're going to continue to be platinum blonde the second that you sit back in your chair. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And even if that, you know, lime green hair color says it's temporary, but it's, it's coming in a box and that box does not have a brain. It doesn't know what your hair's like. It doesn't know Mm-hmm. what it needs to do you know what I mean like there's totally. there's a lot of brains that go behind all the colors that we apply to your head and all the chemicals that we decide to touch you with mm-hmm. um and those boxes don't have those brains they're they're very it's a one-shot deal totally. um and it's not always predictable and and the removal and correction is not always predictable either Totally. And, and what a great analogy, but I mean, on the same token, like everybody is so, so, so sensitive and different chemicals react differently to different head types. I know it sounds weird, but like if you use, you know, a temporary green box dye, you might just like break out in this rash. Like you, you don't know that. So there's a lot of risk involved. Yeah. And the chemicals that tend to be in box colors are, um, I'm not going to say harsher, but they kind of are. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm formulating a color, I have different developers that I can use based on what your hair needs me to do to it. Mm-hmm. Um, in those boxes, they tend to go a little bit hard and fast and your mm-hmm. hair might not do that. And it might compromise not just the color of it, but also the integrity of your hair, which then yeah. compromises what you can do with it later. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Might create some serious breakage. <laughs> serious breakage. <laughs> like all those, those things on Facebook and Instagram where the girls like do the box bleach on their hair and then it all comes in clumps seriously so yep, scary. an actual fact that does happen for real more often than you'd think oh my gosh um it typically like let's just say in a box blonde like a bleach box or whatever you want to call it is it typically like the highest volume developer like a 30 ball uh it's i feel like they sometimes go between like 20 and 30 Okay. Um, I, I like I heard at one, and I just heard that I don't know for sure. I'm not a reliable source at this point, but um, I did hear that one of the boxes that has like it's an Asian lady on the front, and she has platinum blonde hair, and it says on the back that you can go from like super super dark to super super blonde in one mm-hmm. box. Um, that actually, I have stress dreams about that box because oh my gosh, I feel like the developer in that box is a much more aggressive and. Um, a higher volume and is a bit intense yeah um, to even be able to attempt that right you just yeah. might not have hair that's what they don't put in the disclaimer 
right? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, follow the directions. And it's like, yeah, even if you follow the directions with something that's that, that strong, if you even have like, say you're, you're female and you are on your period. Yeah. You're, you're more sensitive you're, emotionally, obviously, but also yeah. like your skin is more sensitive and, yeah. and everything. So you could end up with blisters and they bleed gosh. and they stab and they're bad. Oh, they're bad. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I know. And people just, I, I think, I mean, there are people that can do their own hair and kudos to those people. I'm not one of those people. Like I will have gray down to my ears by the time <laughs> I get back into the salon. My gosh. Um, okay. The other question I wanted to ask you was, I see all of these. So obviously purple shampoo is pretty crucial for keeping kind of a, you know, monotone blonde, if you will. It's not so brassy. Um, I also know that you shouldn't use it too frequently because it can actually make your hair really like, I I don't want to say stiff, but just like, I don't know. Like, does it make it more brassy if you overuse it? No. No, if you overuse it, you're more, you're more likely to end up a little bit lavender if you overuse it rather than brown. Okay. Um, so the other trend that I've been seeing is girls putting a ton of purple shampoo, like the color depositing one, um, on dry hair and letting it sit for like two hours. And then their yep. hair turns like white blonde. Is that a thing that people can do? Is that less scary? <laughs> uh, that's less scary than like, say, a box color because sure. most, I mean, okay, I can't say that. I can't say most, but I have put like salon quality shampoo and conditioner on dry hair and left it. And it has come out stunning, mm-hmm. stunning because mm-hmm. that's what it's meant to do. And if you put it on dry hair, all you're doing is concentrating the pigment mm-hmm. into your hair instead of diluting it with the water that would have been in there if you were already in the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not going to hurt your hair and that's not going to hurt any kind of like color process that we would have to do in the salon afterwards. Yeah. It would probably be completely washed out by the time you saw your clients. Totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like the only complaint I've heard about using purple shampoo every time you shampoo your hair is that some of them tend to be drying, but there mm-hmm. are a couple out there that aren't dry. Like they don't feel drying. Yeah. Um, and also if the shampoo feels like it's drying, use the conditioner. For sure. No, absolutely. There's a reason they come in a set. What is your kind of best purple shampoo product that you would recommend? Yeah. We have Redken at our salon, um, mm-hmm. and the Blondage line is beautiful. Mm-hmm. The shampoo has a lot more purple pigment than the conditioner does, mm-hmm. um, but it, it is quite lovely. It's Amazing. lovely. Yeah. And for, if you prefer a conditioner over a toning shampoo, um, Evo Fabuloso Pro, or Evo Fabuloso has a platinum conditioner that is pretty intense that is also very lovely for the condition of your hair. Amazing. Does it do anything on like, if you, let's just say have like a smudge root or whatever, would it do anything to, it wouldn't, it would just touch the blonde, right? It would only, yeah. And I mean, uh, so at that point, the reason that it works on blonde hair is that blonde hair is lifted to generally, if you're using a purple shampoo, somewhere between a level eight to 10, Uh which is the lightest. Uh Um, And the purple is formulated. If you know a color wheel, purple and yellow cancel each other out and mm-hmm. neutralize. Mm-hmm. So if you put your purple shampoo or conditioner on hair, that's not at that level, it doesn't actually, it doesn't do anything. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Like if you left it for long enough, it might, might, might 
cool down the color a little bit, but unlikely. Yeah. Um, just because the pigment is not strong enough to affect the lower levels of color warmth. Um, they only kind of work in the higher levels. No, that makes complete sense. Um, what else is on the color wheel? Like what cancels what? I'm curious. Uh, green and red yeah. cancel and blue and orange cancel. Mm-hmm. So if you look at a color wheel that has like the six, those six colors on them, they're across from each other on the color wheel. So if with any pigment, like if you have a magenta and you're like, well, this is like, it's a little bit purple, but it's a little bit red. And I'm, I don't know where mm-hmm. I should cancel. If you go directly across from that color in a color wheel, that's the color you need to use to cancel whatever you're. You so got. you would put green in that person's hair. If I had a client who had red hair and all of a sudden she wanted to be neutral, like yeah. just a regular brown instead of a, like a warm red brown, I would put green on her hair. That is so crazy. I probably wouldn't tell her I was putting green on her hair. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. They just trust you. They just tell you, I mean, as a consumer, we just want the end result. We really don't care how we get there. <laughs> yes. Sometimes I have to though. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, listen, I know that we're going to take this out and this color is going to look a little bit scary. This one is not going to look like normal. It's fine. Don't worry. Totally. Just trust. This is why they say trust your stylist, right? Just trust me. Good. Yeah, exactly. Oh, amazing. Um, Okay. So obviously I know you're shut down. I know your salon is shut down and I know that um, you guys were kind of doing a lot of online sales and stuff. Is that still the case? Like it is a yeah. lot. Like we've been doing it, I think like a month now. What is today? The 20. Yeah. So we've been doing them a month. We have brought in over $10,000 in retail sales What? in a month. That's amazing. That's nuts. That <laughs> it's is so good. So good. Goodness. Obviously. I mean, it's not comparable to what you guys would have brought in being in the salon. Right. Uh, no. It, it makes it. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. It's close. And you guys are still able to get product from your suppliers to restock your store kind of thing? Yes. So that is like, I mean, there's delays and we can't get everything all at once and, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But I mean, I'm so, so grateful that like the delivery people are still working. Like they were Mm -hmm. considered a service and they are the people who are like keeping us going here. Totally. No, absolutely. Um, are you, do you guys ever get stuff from the suppliers here in Calgary or? Yes. We yeah, pretty much okay. order from Calgary. Yeah. So they are still open then though. Is that considered an essential service? Uh, I don't think necessarily that like the storefronts are open, but if you ask for a shipment, like they will, they'll just put it together in the warehouse and ship it out. Gotcha. Like curbside pickup kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And um, I mean, typically when we order, we order through the distributors and they just pack it up and ship it to us anyway. So it's really kind of business on as usual on that front, as long as they have what we are requesting. Like if, if there's a, you know, a, oh, I don't know, the hairsprays are back ordered or whatever. Like we still can't, we can't get that if they don't have it. So it just depends. No, totally. Um, obviously you have a lot of hairstylist friends that maybe don't necessarily work at the same salon as you. How do you think a lot of the other salons are faring? Um, I think they've all kind of picked up on, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do to kind of get through. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, my best friend is a stylist in Calgary and she, her salon is also doing online sales and are doing, they're doing really, really well. Um, obviously a lot of the smaller salons are going to struggle a bit with that. Like, I don't know, my sister is also a stylist and so she works at a different salon in Airdrie 
and they are also doing online sales, but I'm not, I, I'm, I don't know how well they're doing. I'm hoping that they're doing well because it is a smaller kind of newer shop and I would hate for them to kind of go under because of this craziness. No, no, for sure. Um, how many do you think are in the Airdrie area, like salons? So, oh my God, there's like, throw a rock. There's really? so many. Yeah. And that's just like salon storefronts. Like there's so many at home salons. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I know there's, uh, there's so many and so many people out of work now. It's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, and I do feel for these like little at home businesses. Cause like you're technically self-employed. So at this point they are still getting like that CERB thing. I believe if they've applied for it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that is only for four months. So if, I mean, after four months, I don't really know what that means for them. No, totally. Absolutely. Um, what is your boss? I know you're very high up in the company, but what is like the, the person that owns the company? What are they kind of saying is the plan of attack moving forward? Uh, uh, it's kind of a wait and see at this point. Like mm-hmm. I talked to her every few days. Um, and we discuss it and we have considered like, because the salon is, we're open most days where we're open six days a week, um, Monday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we are considering like extending our hours, opening way earlier, closing way later so that, um, when we kind of get the go ahead to return to work, I, we imagine we will still be required to have social distancing within the salon still mm-hmm. uh, so that kind of limits how many people can work at one time for sure like we have 15 chairs we can't pile 15 stylists in there yeah because then every stylist has at least one client that's 30 people in 2,000 square feet and it's that's too much for sure like, yeah it, it's a lot of fun when it happens but it's too much <laughs> coming back into it um so we will have to see we'll have to see what that looks like um, we'll have to see what kind of hours the girls want to work. Um, it will depend. Some of the stylists have kids and husbands and it will depend on childcare and what the spouses are doing. And, you know, like it's just, there's a lot of moving parts and we kind of just have to put them together as we go. Once we know. No, for sure. Um, how do you think it will affect business moving forward? I know you obviously have said a little bit with hours and stuff like, let's just say September, October, like, what do you think the salon's going to look like? Uh, I think we're going to be very, very busy in September, October. (laughs) Um, I I am okay with opening like seven days a week, like opening, you know, Sunday to Sunday and doing the thing and opening more hours. And Mm -hmm. uh, it does lend to a lot more opportunities to get those clients in, especially all the people we've had to cancel on. Like, that's like, it's like six weeks now of people we've had to cancel on and we have to get those people in first like for sure we can't just you know let them flounder or whatever but um yeah I don't really know what it's gonna look like I think about it a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's like it's hard to say not knowing and not knowing is the worst no absolutely do you think that you have people like prior to all of this would you have had people booked into the fall already anyways yes like people book like six, seven weeks ahead kind of thing. Yes. I have clients that are booked until Christmas of 2021. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how does that affect you? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, some of that is actually great. Like when your stylist asks you to pre-book your appointment, do it. It's so helpful. <laughs> totally. 
and especially like especially right now because these people that have their appointments booked already like say they have an appointment on june 15th and we open on the 13th they're set that we don't have to worry about them they already have their appointment booked yeah even if we open on the 13th of june and they have an appointment on the 21st like the fact that they have to wait a week they're probably going to be okay with considering they've already waited three months like no totally yeah it is very very helpful and so how are you, I know there are a couple salons in Calgary that I follow that basically have like obviously canceled all their upcoming appointments and things like that. And so they basically said that we're not rescheduling those appointments um, like at all. Like they're not going to move them. And basically like those people are going to have to basically call or message these stylists let's Hmm. just say it in two months and try to get a new appointment. So have you like kept a list of the people obviously that you've had to cancel on that you'll get in first? Yes. Because I feel like that is Well, it's kind of, I think it's the only way that we can do it so that it's fair. Totally. Yeah. Because having to cancel on these people, like these people are who pay our bills. Like you can't just float away. No, exactly. (laughs) So um, we have been keeping a list. Like we haven't, Every time we call a client, we don't cancel, like take the appointment out of the program. We've just left it and put a little note on their file. So we know exactly where we started, who we canceled first, and we have to call all those people first, like just day by day, figure out who we have to call, when we have to get them in. And I guess part of the thing that I'm doing now is like, I'm still making client calls every week. Mm -hmm. Um, I talk to everybody kind of like the week of when their appointment was supposed to be, but now it's getting to the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm running into repeat appointments like they've missed oh, two now yeah 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 so I don't obviously I don't have to phone them again but it, it is kind of making it a little bit easier and my list is not growing as exponentially <laughs> are you still getting new inquiries or anybody asking you to like do their hair under the table yes always, <laughs> every day every You're single like, day sorry mm-hmm. and they're they do ask us like they keep asking us to give them their root color and I'm like I I can't do that like yeah I know that other salons are doing it and I'm, I, I hold no like ill will against them and I'm not judging them. They are doing what they think is best for them and their clients and that's yeah. okay. Um, but for us, the liability is not worth it. If, like, if I hand you a product that I had to have a license to buy mm-hmm. and you don't have a license and you don't, you don't know how to apply it and you don't, you know, like none of it really makes sense to me personally mm-hmm. um so we decided not to do that but we do have like the temporary root covers and all that kind of stuff that are you know a little easier. less a little less yeah. scary <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> oh goodness no that's completely fair and like heaven forbid they do have a reaction of some kind and then it becomes your fault because you gave it to them yeah and not, not even legal like especially legally our fault but also like i don't know how much guilt i would have to <laughs> process and work through if it was one of my clients and all of a sudden you know she got it in her eye and she's blinded one eye now like totally yeah yeah would you prefer people go get like a root touch-up kit from the store versus getting one from you because then you're not liable um no I'd prefer that they get the temporary one from me (laughs) okay gotcha okay gotcha so do you think that the ones that other salons are giving out it, it they're not temporary they are not temporary. They are giving out permanent color and that's scary. No kidding. Goodness. Especially, I mean, especially when you're handing this color to your client and, and they're quarantined at home and should this thing go wrong, uh, the only outlet they have is social media. 
And if that goes wrong, they are going to fry you. Yep. yep. And, and you won't be able to fix it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Goodness gracious. What a world we live in. Um, yeah. It's a lot of like craziness. I didn't ever think I'd have to think of, but here we are. I know. I, mean, I wake up some days and I'm like, obviously the Groundhog Day thing is there and you're like this again, this entire situation. <laughs> but then there are days where you're like, is this world real? It's like, is this yeah. real life? Is this real life? Did that just happen? Seriously. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, obviously you're going to do hair after this is all over. Um, yeah. Are you doing anything in the meantime? You're just hanging out at home and helping sell product like from the retail store. Uh, that is it. That's all I'm doing. Hanging out at home. There's just no. nothing else to do. Something else to do. No, I take my kid for a lot of walks. That's what we do. Yeah, totally. Get a lot of exercise, right? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's uh it's a little bit of chaos. Do you think a lot of salon will permanently close? Um, so a survey went out through the the business like the Airdrie the city of Airdrie sent out an email, I guess, to all the businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently four out of ten businesses will not reopen after this. Oh my goodness. That's that's almost half. Like and that was at the beginning of this. That was at the, like, I think maybe two weeks into closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, well, we closed before we were ordered to close. So we've been closed a little bit longer. But that survey was sent out shortly after the city required that we close. Yeah. Um, and at that point, it was four out of 10. And that was a while ago. That's so crazy. so you think I imagine that it's higher, but it's hard to say. Ugh, that breaks my heart. And I'm sure it's it's very similar statistics in Calgary. Like so Probably. many jobs that just, yeah, are like the ones that are busy are busy. Um, but it's crazy. Like even giant companies are doing layoffs even in an essential service. So yeah. let's just say they're, you know, a concession provider, basically. Like they're going to go to the 7-Elevens and kind of give them all of their stuff there. Like even those companies, are laying people off, even though they're considered an essential service right now. So yeah. that really yeah. doesn't give me much hope for the small businesses that, you know, barely were keeping their head above water before. Right. Yeah. I know it's, it's so sad. And unfortunately there's not a whole lot of light at the end of the tunnel right now. I hate to sound negative, but yeah, yeah it's a long tunnel. I think <laughs> It's a long tunnel and I'm not sure that the light at the end of it is not a train yet. I'm not sure that it's not, you know, <laughs> I know. And, and this, I think the sad part before we kind of close out here is that I don't know, like will life go back to how it was before? I honestly don't think so. I don't think that it, I think this is kind of like a pendulum. Like we've yeah. swung so far to one side now that before we can kind of like get back to a middle ground, we have to swing all the way the other day. And I was reading an article yesterday about how there, this like COVID pandemic is going to be shortly followed by a mental health pandemic. 100%. All of these, you know, people who need to be social for their mental health and like everybody's got, <laughs> it's a lot of time to sit by yourself and some people are really good at sitting and working through it and some people are not good at it and people with anxiety and depression and and, you know all these other things this like it's unprecedented and a lot of the planning that goes into 
dealing with a mental illness on a daily basis has gone out the window because mm-hmm. you can't plan for this. You didn't plan for this. No, 100%. And all of our outlets, maybe you don't necessarily, you know, deal with quote unquote actual depression or mental instability. Maybe you just are in a deep rut. And I mean, I would honestly say wholeheartedly, like talking to your hairstylist, like that is an outlet. Like you guys are either social workers or psychologists, one of the two or both. (laughs) We're a little bit of everything. (laughs) Seriously. And, and even myself, like doing photo shoots and stuff, like people will come and they'll talk about things because they feel like they're in a safe place and stuff. And I was actually listening to um, a crime beat podcast. Um, I don't know if you listen to her, but she's um, off the global news. She's Nancy Hicks and she started a crime beat podcast. Um, And it is literally one of my favorite crime podcasts. And so she was actually talking today about COVID-19 and how it's affecting. It's not necessarily her typical podcast episode, but she was talking about, like talking to police officers and asking how it's changed their day, like how their day-to-day things. And, and people are like, I mean, this is totally off topic, but like spitting at police officers and claiming that they have COVID-19. And so the police can't touch them and all of these things. And then they started talking about the rise in domestic violence. And so the police have said like, unfortunately, like we see that firsthand and they said, we haven't necessarily seen a rise yet in all of this, but then they had actually brought on a social worker who was talking and they said that their um, statistics have gone up 45%. So like people people trying to call text and that's locally people trying to call text, talk online, just they need someone to talk to because they have no outlet. They can't go to work for eight hours a day to get away from their abuser or their hostile relationship. So Mm -hmm. I completely agree 100%. It's it's a scary thing. And if you do suffer from any kind of, you know, mental illness or depression or any of those things like this can feel like the world's closing in on you. Absolutely. So I've seen like tons of posts that are like, oh, we're all in the same boat. I'm like, no, we're not. No, I don't think we are. We're not. We might all be in the same storm, but it's going to be rougher for some people than it is for others. Like I am so privileged to just sit on my ass in my house with my cats and my kid and my husband and we're healthy and we're happy and our bills are being paid. Like Mm -hmm. it is such a privilege to just sit and not be afraid every day. Totally. 100%. And I know that there's, you know, women that are being abused and there's men that are being abused and there's children being abused and maybe school was their, their way out and away from it. And they don't have that. They are, they are in lockdown with their abusers. And it's insane to me that that is something that we live with. I know. And you said it perfectly. Like we are all in the same storm, but some people have a rowboat and some people have a cruise ship and it's just right. on, I guess, the boat that you have to get through the storm. Yeah. And some people are in that, like the eye of the storm where it's the worst. And some people are just on the outskirts or like dripping rain. And <laughs> yeah, it's not the same for everybody. No, and it's I, not as simple for some people to just sit at home and stay home. It's just not. Totally. 100%. I do believe that getting out and having sunshine and all that stuff definitely, definitely helps. Um, Definitely kind of helps to break up the day a little bit if you go for a walk and things like that. But I do hope and pray that like at the end of this, I mean, obviously we know it's going to trickle for a while and it's going to change how we kind of live our lives daily, but I feel like we're all going to appreciate the little things a whole lot more. Yes. Yeah. As we should. And maybe that's the point. (laughs) 
maybe that is the point. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. Well, if anybody wants to follow you, um, first of all, are you taking new clients when this is all over? Absolutely. Well, okay. So I am at, I will be taking new clients at some point. Okay. Um, but there will be a waiting list. If you want to be on the waiting list, like please like DM me, send me a Facebook message, like whatever. I have a business page on Facebook and my profile on Instagram is also my business profile. Yeah. Um, so you can reach me through there. If you hit the contact button on my Instagram page, uh, it does offer my phone numbers. You can text me. Like I've told even like some of my clients when I phone them about their appointments, I'm like, if you need me, just, just phone me. You can phone me. Like, mm -hmm. My number is there. I'm, I'm happy to talk to you. No, um, and I will be taking new clients, but there will be like a waiting list and I will have to get all of my cancellations in prior to. Yeah, you'll be backlogged for a while, but you are taking while. clients eventually. <laughs> yes, I will. Amazing. I, promise. I love it. And what is your Instagram handle for people to find you? It is at Allie's Magic, all one word, A-L-Y-S-M-A-G-I-C. Perfect. And I will definitely put it on um, the post on Instagram so that people can find you. Um, thank you for this lovely chat. We didn't break up. We didn't lose you somehow. So I think this one went really well. <laughs> Perfect. I'm so excited. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for kind of breaking up this trend of trying to do your own hair that we, we heard it from you first. Don't touch your hair. <laughs> please don't touch your hair. If you have to, I get it, but please stop. <laughs> if you have to come to Ellie and get the temporary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Direct you in the right direction. Right? Totally. Amazing. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on, Allie. Thank you for having me again. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Bye. Hey, mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, take 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us. Go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.